you're in Seattle, Seattle. And you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbouncedown.com. People ask me, how do you put up with these two? My answer, good snacks and video games. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 530 now. 530 episodes of the Ron and Don Show with almost 2 million plays. Unbelievable, you guys. Thanks for making this one of the most shared news talk real estate podcasts in all the land. And I mean all around the world. Thanks for that. We appreciate it. Yeah, what is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, uh, don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us, whether it's broadcasting or real estate, and you want to sit down with us, we do something called the Ron and Don Sit Down. Yeah, you can go to ronanddon.com, check out everything on there, sign up for the Nation News so we can stay in touch with you. And if you're even considering jumping into the real estate game, whether a buyer, a seller, or investor, let's start the process now and do a sit down. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about the fact that airlines right now are making more money than ever. But how are they doing that when we don't have as many planes in the skies as we did before the COVID crisis? Also, if you plan to fly in the future, well, flying's about to get a lot more expensive, and it's not just because of fuel. So we'll tell you about that story coming up. Also, everybody, every morning when you get up, Everyone is talking about chat, G-P-T. In fact, I heard the CEO speaking about it this morning. He was on CNBC. Is it CNBC? Yeah, yeah CNBC. Right? Yeah, and he was talking about the fact that for him at the age of 37, that the technology even scares him a little bit. And we're going to ask this question. If you were to take chat, G-P-T, and build a rocket, would that rocket actually Fly. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. You're going to hear about a new team member that we have named Mara. That's coming up. We're really excited about her. Before you meet her, though, and let's get to this story. Amazon. Ron, they say Amazon just made a huge hiring mistake, and it may be the reason now that Amazon is using the excuse of a shaky economy to let a lot of people go. But a lot of this may have to do with Amazon's hiring practice and also their management style. What is going on here? Because some documents have been leaked and a lot of people in the area, they work at Amazon. They're like, wow, is my job next? Yeah, this isn't necessarily a huge scandal. Like, oh my gosh, we uncovered some documents. It's more of a reveal of what happened. And if... Amazon, the, the headline or the, the, to cut to the chase, they, uh, missed their projections on how many people they needed to hire by a lot. And so the reason for that in my mind and a little bit illuminated by this story is Amazon, when they started, it was all about hiring the right people. And despite what we all think of Jeff Bezos now, whatever your opinion of him is, he did build one of the largest companies in the world. And so from day one, his biggest thing was, I need to hire the right people. And there was a very elaborate 
process you had to go through and it's sort of almost become a meme like you take these certain uh tests and the 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 process to get hired at amazon is not easy and so they set that up on purpose they're like hey we want to hire only the best people and and the money that we spend to acquire a new employee is some of the best money that we could ever spend and we also heard stories like this with zappos back in the day of like it, it was interesting zappos when they would hire a new uh, person on almost immediately or very short into their tenure, they would offer them something like $10,000 to quit. And if that person accepted the 10 grand and quit, they deem that a success because it's like, hey, great. If that person was more interested in $10,000 and building a career here at Zappos, that was a great $10,000 we just spent. So Amazon then gave autonomy to the managers. And they said, you can hire uh, we, we trust you to run your department. And if you need to hire more people, cause we're mad, we're expanding rapidly, hire more people. And so what happened during the pandemic is, is everybody was home. Amazon was in having this incredible growth spurt and people, the managers were like, we need more people. So they start putting out these, these cattle calls or, or online ads saying we're, we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring. And they would look at their projections and say, we're going to need this many people to fulfill demand. And so Amazon started doing that. And what happened is obviously the economy has changed here recently uh, with interest rates and the Fed and all that stuff. And now they're like, wow, we really, really overshot that uh, our bad. And that's what these internal documents have come out and said. They said, oh, by almost 300%. And so they're looking at it now as like, oops, like, yeah, we're going to delay some people off. We're going to need to revamp how we do this. Uh, because maybe it was a bad idea to say, hey, manager, you can go ahead and hire who you need because they missed these numbers wildly. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I was looking at one of the jobs that they're trying to fulfill, and I think they had out 27,000 job openings, and there are actually only 6,000 real job openings once they took a look at it, to your point. And I just, I wonder sometimes when you're, when you're in a business like Amazon, and you're growing so quickly and so rapidly, and and we all became kind of dependent on them uh, during the pandemic and during COVID. And now everywhere we look, instead of the post office dropping off your packages or instead of a UPS guy, which still does some of it, a lot of it is these Amazon vans that are in your neighborhood 24-7. I went online yesterday... And before I went online, I went into a brick, brick and mortar store. In fact, it was Fred Meyer. And I was pricing out all the supplies that I buy about every three months for all my Airbnbs. And the brick and mortar store where I have to go and buy and put it in the cart, and then I have to check it out myself because there's not a lot of cashiers anymore. So you have to check all that stuff out. Put it in your car, drag it back to the house. Uh all these supplies that I buy were, it was well over $2,000. So I went online. I'm, st I'm still very focused, especially through COVID. I'm so appreciative of the brick and mortar stores, especially the restaurants out there that made it, that fed our neighborhoods. And so I'm not a big Uber Eats guy and all that money that we spend on Uber Eats for the convenience of it. Get off your ass and get to the brick and mortar restaurant and spend some money and tip that person and do a little walking 
is what I tell myself. I'm like, hey, Don, get on, just get out there, right? And 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 re-engage in the community after COVID. So I did that last night with my friend Scotty. I said, hey. I'm going to buy you dinner. Let's go. Brick and mortar is a restaurant that really struck. And I'll give them a grop on Queen Anne. They really struggled before COVID. We became dependent on them in this neighborhood for good food. And they did a great job. They have a small kitchen. Now it's really fun to go in there and see that to get in there last night, I had to make a reservation two nights ago because they're doing so well supporting that brick and mortar. But back to Fred Meyer. And the, the couple grand that it costs to buy these supplies from hand soap to aluminum foil and everything else that people use, I could buy those things online yesterday. I spent $1,034, and all that stuff is already here. It arrived last night within hours, and when I got up this morning to go to the gym, the rest of it was all in my front stoop. That's amazing, right? Yeah, and that's why they do this hiring thing because Bezos made a promise with Amazon customers. He said, this Amazon Prime two-day delivery, that is our promise to you. And so on the back end of that was like, I don't care how many people you have to hire. If we keep this promise to the customer, we are unlimited growth. Right. And so it's like, I don't care if you lose money on that aluminum foil. If it gets there mm. within the promised time, yeah. that's the most important for now. You can't do that forever. And that's the transition we're in right now of, of saying we need to fulfill our promise, uh, but we overshot how many people needs to, to make that happen. And so they're going to find a way. They're going to find a balance. But that, that revolutionized shopping, we take it for granted now. We take it for granted now that before Amazon made that promise, you would order a supply somewhere and it'd be two weeks sure. before that thing arrived. And so that that's what changed. And they're just trying to figure it out. I, I try to not vilify Amazon too much because I use them. It changed Seattle. It changed the Pacific Northwest. It has changed the world. My brother who lives in the middle of nowhere uh, in, in, in Stanley, New Mexico, uses it every day. Use it every day. Yeah, and we've seen Jeff Bezos, I think, and you see, you see, as is specifically as men, I think sometimes get older. Like he can't spend all the money he's made, but they start thinking about legacy, right? And your ego's in there a little bit. That's why you saw Howard Schultz, who just stepped down from Starbucks again, and that was a planned step down. There was no way that's that that Howard was going to hang in there and and take on these unions that are forming and start. He just. He's he's old school, and it's like he cannot handle it. But if Starbucks was suffering a bit through the pandemic and COVID, he stepped back in. And when you th- really think about Howard and he was going to run for presidency, when you look at some of the things he's trying to do around the world, he doesn't want to be – his legacy, he doesn't want it to be coffee and the fact that he sold the Supersonics. He wants his legacy to be that he went into other parts of the world that were struggling and provided good paying jobs and clean water and education, and everything else. And, and I'll give you the final say on this. I think Jeff Bezos is, is in that place now. Steve Jobs never grew old enough. I think we would have seen that in him. And we certainly, Ron, have seen that in someone like Bill Gates. Men that get older, that have made a load of money. They start thinking about legacy, and I think that's what we see here, right? Except for Larry Ellison. He just wanted to buy a Hawaiian island. <laughs> we'll see you guys on the other side of this. Hey, Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. Been saying that for like a decade and a half. And get this. How about a quick fact, you guys? Did you know the services at Les Schwab? They offer help 
Yeah, for your tires. But then they do other stuff too. How about brakes? How about alignment? Uh, you want to do some steering? I think that that's important. They can help with that. How about your suspension? Yeah, Les Schwab, they have expertise in all different areas. So when you're ready to hit the road, you want to stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. And guess what? Right now, you're going to save lots of money during their spring tire sale. Biggest sale of the year. Save up to $175 when you buy four select tires with Les Schwab financing. And best of all, when you buy your tires at Les Schwab, you also get their best tire value promise. What does that mean? They'll take care of your flats for free, free rotations, free rebalancing, and so much more. I just love the word free. Schedule an appointment at LesSchwab.com or stop by any location. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since when? Let's say it together, 1952. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Don here with my good friend, Ron. You may have heard of us. Anyway, you probably haven't heard of her, Ron. We have a brand new team member, Team Ron and Don Real Estate, right? Yeah, her name is Mara, and Mara just left one of the big tech firms, uh, and now she's doing real estate. Mara, what was it like dealing with folks in tech and specifically with housing in Seattle? Yeah, the housing market in Seattle can be a little bit tricky. Um, Seattle has a lot of very different and great neighborhoods. So having somebody that can help you find the right neighborhood for you and what you like to do um, is really important when coming to a new city, especially when you're trying to meet people who have similar interests or are close to the activities that you like. Um, so what I want you to do is if you are, uh, maybe you're not in tech or not moving around, if you know someone who is or their kid is or they're trying to leapfrog from tech company to tech company, Mara's on our team now. She's an expert in this specific area. So if you would like to do a sit down with us and meet her, you can go to ronadonsitdown.com. That's ronadonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Again, don't forget, if you need us, Team Ron and Don, real estate, we are here for you. Just reach out, ronanddonsitdown.com. And uh, we love our new team member, Mara, Ron. She's a brand new team member. She's a 30-something. She comes from the tech sector, and damn, is she smart, isn't she? Very smart and uh, really knows the inner workings of how that works, of someone that is moving either intra-tech or coming in from out of state or even out of the country that wants to uh, find their niche in Seattle. So if you know someone, it doesn't have to be you specifically, but you have a, a friend whose kid is doing that or a neighbor or someone, uh, please use a us as a referral, reach out, uh, ronanddonsitdown.com. Yeah, and we'll always be involved in the deal. Uh, she's going to be a great buyer's agent for us, though. And so uh, if you want to go on a tour with her, a tour, what's a tour? If you want to go on a tour uh, with her and Ron, ronanddonsitdown.com. All right. Hey, chat GPT, everybody's talking about it. I heard an interview this morning with the gentleman's the CEO. I kind of loved him. He's 37 years old. And he said a couple things. He said, uh, number one, <laughs> That you could take chat GPT, and a lot of us are thinking about taxes right now. We're recording this in March. We're in tax season. And what if you took the tax code and you took somebody ta somebody's taxes over the past couple of years and you took the tax code and you took their taxes and you inserted this in chat GPT, would this uh, kind of technology do a good job in replacing your accountant or TurboTax or whoever you use? to do your taxes. I got some bad news out there for accountants. Uh, this is probably going to replace a lot of accountants around America, right? It just is. Especially if you do a simple, if you do something simple 
and even if it's more complex, because the tax code is changing all the time, chat GPT, when they get that dialed in, I think is, is going to be helpful. So that'll be very interesting. Can chat GPT pass the bar exam? It can. And not only has it, I think in California, but it can land you in the top 10%. So that's going to be an issue. And he said, you know, when they invented the calculator, that became an issue in the, in, in the classroom. They invented the computer, that became an issue in the classroom. Chat GPT, I think as we understand this technology more, and we have to embrace it, you guys, because it's not going anywhere. He said his concern, though, Ron, is if you took chat, chat GPT, and you tried to build a rocket right now, which they somebody did that, and they 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 took the Chat GPT to rocket science, and a rocket scientist, and I have a good friend who's a rocket scientist, works on SpaceX, and and she confirmed this when I talked to her. She said, "Yeah, in its current form, if you built that rocket, it wouldn't fly, but in the future, she said, it probably will." And then the concern comes from her. And also from the CEO, he said, what if this technology gets in the wrong hands? This should be something that the United States and the Biden administration wants to control right now. And he said this technology is so important that not only weekly, but daily, they are on the phone talking directly to the White House about chat GPT. What say you about this technology? There's concern if China creates this and controls it or Russia creates this and controls this. How would that affect something like the war in Ukraine right now, right? I think we should be concerned. Uh, I, I just listened to a very long podcast with Sam Harris uh, where he had a couple of people that really know what they're talking about in in the uh, artificial intelligence world. And Sam Harris is a neuroscientist. He does a podcast called Waking Up. And so he has the one of the guests was the guy that wrote the actual textbook that you would use in a college course on artificial intelligence. And so they went through... And I think they went through all the different iterations of this, and I'm not smart enough to to be able to tell you all about it. In this I am, thing. though. What are your questions? And so the, <laughs> the, the thing that was interesting is when you think most people have a huge misconception of what artificial intelligence is. It is not the same thing as human intelligence. And so we, we have these, and they started at the, the first level when we think about it that's been going on for a long time is playing games. So we're going to invent a piece of software that wants to play a game better than a human could play a game. And so we started out with checkers or even something like, uh, you know, the uh, tic-tac-toe. You start with these simple games and you go and you start feeding it. You tell it the rules of the game and you just let it let it go millions and billions of times and it comes up with a way to eventually beat humans. So it went from, you know, tic-tac-toe to checkers and then to chess and then to go and now it's working on poker, getting increasingly more complicated games. Wait till you see Chat GPT in the future play Twister, you guys. It's right. going to be unbelievable. And so it, <laughs> then it appears like Yeah. It appears like this this piece of software is thinking but it's not thinking, all right? It appears like, oh, wow, you know, this, this uh, chess bot is outthinking the uh, grandmaster. And you think that because when you call like Verizon or AT&T or anyone, they don't answer the phone. And then the voice you talk to, you'll say, you'll, you'll tell the artificial intelligence, what do you want it to do? And then in the background, you hear, do, 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 like it's thinking. 
and then and then it'll so, it'll, so the it'll, average it'll, person it'll, it'll spit out the result for you. The average person has the illusion that these these chat bots are actually thinking. They're not thinking. What they've done most of the time is just collected these gigantic data sets that's crawling through the web and crawling through books and crawling through text chains and crawling through your emails. And it's trying to come up with a proximity or proximally or a facsimile of, of what is happening. So the, what they talked about is like, you could t- ask chat GPT a basic math question. You're like, Oh, it knows math. But then you ask it a more complicated math question and there's errors all over the place. It doesn't know math. It knows certain parts of patterns and it has enough of a, of a data set to go, Oh, I can give you 50 plus 42. I know that. But if you like multiply this times this and do the square root of it, it doesn't know that because there's not enough of pattern recognition for it to get that. It's not actually learning the math. It is basically spitting out and mirroring what it already has found somewhere else. And so the, the biggest danger that they talked about, which is a legit danger comes in the world of misinformation and the deep fake technology that's happening right now. So let's talk about misinformation. You could go on to chat Jeep. So let's say you're a nefarious actor and you want a specific candidate to win in, a, in an election. So, and, and so uh, your candidate is going to be anti-vax. All right. So you, you could go to chat GPT and using these AI things, you create a bunch of fake um, scientific studies. So you go out there and you're like, create a a scientific study that says vaccines are ineffective and quote the Lancet and the Mayo Clinic and Northwestern College University and all these things. And it will create a study. It will go find a real study from the Journal of uh, Medicine. And it creates a study that looks and feels like a real study but it's it's saying something that's not true it's saying that vaccines are ineffective and so then you're going to write another study that then references that study and so you do that half a dozen times or a dozen times now you have a body of studies authored across what appears to be real evidence and it was all generated with ai the ai doesn't know or doesn't have uh, a breaking system. All it's doing is following your instructions. You told it to create a study that says vaccines are bad and to make it look like it's coming from the journal it, of, of yeah, medicine. It doesn't have frontal lobes. It does. It's not, it, yeah, doesn't, it doesn't have any reason. It, it doesn't have reason. It's not thinking like the human brain. Has, yeah. So now you go out and your candidate, you're going to create a story that vaccines are ineffective and look at all these studies we have to support it. And look at my, this other candidates full of crap. They're, they're telling you the wrong thing. We're vaccines are bad. And so you're rallying your people. They now read this article and they go, look at these footnotes. There's a dozen studies here from the Mayo Clinic and New, New England Journal of Medicine and Scientific America. And so they're going through there. They're not going to read the study and verify if the study is true. And so the ability now for bad actors to create fake narratives and to support those narratives with fake studies or fake evidence is easier than ever. And so this is going to be the thing where um, I've heard other critics that say this is the only thing in, in, in modern culture where a company can release it on the general public with no accountability whatsoever. We couldn't say, hey, there's a new jet engine that burns peanut oil. 
we're just going to build one, throw some people on there, see if it works. <laughs> like You would never be allowed to do this that. This sounds exciting, Ron. I want to get on the ground floor of the peanut oil right. uh, jet engine. Yes. You, you couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't say, hey, you know what? We got this new food thing. We think it's going to work, but it might kill some people. Everybody just buy it. Like We're going to throw it in grocery stores. <laughs> you can't awesome. do that. But w- the That's tech great. companies can go, hey, we have this new technology. It might destroy democracy. It might create fake uh, uh, you know, hysteria in the financial markets or in whatever. We're going to throw it out there because we need, we need more data sets. This is just, we're going to see what happens. Mm. That's what is going on right now is an experimentation with a new technology that has great potential, but it has already been used uh, for fake narratives in, in elections. It's already been used to generate fake photographs, for instance, of the former president being arrested before he was arrested. It's already been used to make deep fakes. It's already been used to create of uh of victim porn there are, are are streamers female streamers and college students that have a lot of social media where there's fake porn featuring these girls by a jilted boyfriend or someone that had a crush on them and got rejected using this technology and those women can't put that genie back in the bottle hmm. they can't go that's not my body yeah that's that's a, a one of these ais that put my face onto this other person in, in a pornographic situation and they can't get that back. And if you t- and if you turn on TikTok, there are presenters on there that will teach you how to do it. Because if if let let's say that Ron and I let, you know what, let's talk more about this on the on the on the other side of this because I think this is really important to understand how chat GPT and the use of it can fake people out and you won't know it's AI. Let's talk about this more. Hey, you guys, you hear about them all the time. We say, why, Braun, haven't people out there switched to Mitch yet, right? Yeah, Mitch Weeks joins us. You got a really cool program right now because we know rates are a little high, but they're not always going to be high. No, rates are supposed to drop within the next year. So we instituted a great program. It's called Date the Rate. So you're going to buy a house now at these relatively high rates. And when rates drop within the year, you can actually refinance for cheaper. You can save half a percent on your loan. And what that means is you can use that money to buy down your rate. On an $800,000 loan, that can save you up to $90,000 over the life of the loan. Think of what you could do with an extra $90,000. That's great. 90, 90 grand over the life of the loan. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you? All right. So he's Mitch Weeks. You can find him at Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans. Go there right now, set up a time, do a Zoom call, switch to Mitch. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. In the, we were going to talk about airlines and flight and fuel and all that. We'll talk about that in the in the next episode and, and why is air travel about to get more expensive and it's not because of fuel. So uh, we'll talk about that in a coming episode. But I think we're having a really fascinating conversation about chat GPT. And here's the deal. Let's say that I am writing an essay and I'm going to the University of Washington to take some night classes, which I've done before. And I'm going to write an essay, University of Washington, and they want me to write an essay on house hacking and real estate. So I take all this information. Well, Ron, why don't you talk about it? So I have to write this essay. 
what 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 am I going to do, and how am I going to use Chat GPT to write this essay for me? Well, I mean, this is the the thing that's the the frontier right now that people are going ooh and ah over. Is you type in some terms, and you, the funny thing is, you can do this with artwork. Like I had a uh, AI thing, I fed it a couple pictures, and then it generated twenty different pictures of me in different art styles. So that was the rage for a while. Now it's just writing examples. So you can say, hey, I need a, a ten thousand word paper that is on this topic. And so you start broadly and then it'll just go and it gen it spits out something because it has crawled the internet and emails and books and anything that is digitized. It has crawled it on. And it's looking for those keywords and it's sort of synthesizing concepts and it's not plagiarizing strictly, but it's quasi plagiarizing a bunch of sources. And then it spits out a thing and then you start refining it and you're like, well, you change this and do that and this part was too long or whatever and then it, it continually is updating this this writing and then you take that into word or whatever or the pages on their mac and then you go in and you just sort of tweak it a yeah. little bit so i watched someone do this on a, on a newscast and they turn the paper in to the professor and the professor checks it for ai and it comes back and it says this paper has a 89 percent chance of being AI. And so then what happens, and you, all our kids can learn this on TikTok, you can take this paper and there's other apps and websites out there that you will funnel the AI that you got from chat GPT, that you will funnel this through. Not once, but twice. And you're gonna use three different apps. You're gonna use chat GPT, and then you're going to use two different apps to wash this. And by the time you wash it and you get to the other side, they then looked at that paper. The professor checked it and it said, this has a 91% chance of being written by a human. How about that? Yeah. So, I mean, th this is the other danger, I think, when you think about AI. What's it for? So, like, a lot of times we don't ask these questions. Um, you know, you brought up the invention of the calculator. What's it for? You know what it's for. You, most of the time when we create a tool, we know what it's for. The allure of these artificial intelligence things is that it appears to be infinite. It feels like it's learning. It feels like we're approximating human experience and human knowledge, and we're really not. Uh, it, it, it's it's an illusion of intelligence. It's an illusion of competence. And so what do we want this to be used for? Um, and do we want this thing to be free and available for someone to basically plagiarize or to pass a college course? I don't think so. But I, I see why the search engines have put so much information or time into this because it, it would be convenient uh, like we've talked about in previous episodes, it would be convenient to go to Google and actually signed up for their beta program on this because I want to see their version of it. It would be great to be able to go to my phone and say, hey, I want to take a trip in April and I would love it uh, if it was sunny, but I don't want to spend more than $500. And for that thing to go, okay, he wants to travel. We know he lives in Seattle. We know what his budget is. And for it to go out and go, hey, Ron, I found three flights. 
one of them is you're going to the Grand Canyon and that one's $400. You can go to Minnesota for $399 or you can go to Chicago for $250. And for it to be able to give me a coherent answer, that is valuable. Yeah, let me ask you this. You write for our listings and Ron's a very good writer and you, you do this a lot. For our newsletter, you write all custom content when you're writing and you spend a lot of time on it. And, it, and it's su- super thoughtful and helpful. If you don't get the nation news, write us, ronadonsitdown.com. We'll send it to you and get signed up. And we don't sell your information. Uh, and also on, on, on our listings, you do all the writing. I think it has to be 500 words. You do all the writing for those. Would you consider using chat GPT for the nation news? And would you consider it on a listing? Um, a listing maybe as just a starter and then go back and change it. But no, because my intention on the newsletter is not, my intention is to make a human connection. It's not to fill a piece of content. So you you even sent me a video. There are people that just try to game the system and they're like, what's trending now? How can I get free, you know, attention on that and, and monetize it? Um, and, and I, I've tried that years ago. Like there's all these communities that are like, okay, we're going to, for instance, the, the, one of the popular ones back in the day, and I don't know if they still do it was I'm going to go out and see what categories Amazon is really cooking. I'll, in right I'll give you one right and, now. It's t-shirts. So you go online, you go to Etsy, t-shirts is not a good one. You create an account and then it, it actually is. It's all over TikTok. It's, no, it, it's I, I know the thing you're talking about selling t-shirts, but so let me, let me do the Amazon one though, just for a minute. But so you had no success. <laughs> no, but they say, so I'll say, Hey, you know, what's really big right now is uh resistance bands uh, in the fitness category. And so there was this whole mechanism where it's like, I don't care about fitness bands. I'm not affiliated with fitness bands. I don't even work out, but this is a hot category and I can get these produced and I'm going to, I'm going to hack the system. Yeah. I'm going to go in and if I sell, you know, 10,000 units of, uh, of these fitness bands a month, I'm going to make all this money. And there were people that figured out how to do that in the same way that they could figure out, Oh, it's hot right now to talk about, uh, Miley Cyrus. And so I'm going to have a chat GPT thing, uh, you know, write me a script and then I'm going to use AI to generate a video. I'm going to put that on my YouTube channel with the most clickbaity title. It's going to get this number of clicks and then I'm going to make this much ad money. That That's very unfulfilling to me. That's very, um, you can do it. I get why people do it. It seems like easy money, but I, I'm not in the business of, I don't, I don't want to, that's not who I am right now. Yeah. When I, I'm the same way. When I write the newsletter, I think about who I'm writing to, who I'm trying to connect with, hopefully maybe who I'm helping, something I've learned. And I love the process in this skill that it's taken. And I consider myself a pretty good writer. I, I love, I, I love, and, and that skill I learned going all the way back to high school and, 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 and some of the writing programs and some of my teachers that taught me to write. Um, what I don't want to take away from our kids is them spending so much time. How are they going to gain the system to have artificial intelligence write for them? instead of actually learning to write, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be the same thing for kids as uh, every kid now knows an influencer. And so they all think, oh, I know of or know directly a kid that's a Twitch streamer and he's making 10 grand a month. 
And so now, well, I, that's what I want to be. Or I know uh, a, a girl that does a makeup channel on YouTube and she's making eight grand a month. And so that I'm going to do that. And so you feel, it feels easy. It feels like you can game the system, but uh, I think in reality, we all need to use it as a tool and the things that it's good at and not spend so much time just trying to game the system. That that's, that would be my take on all of these artificial intelligence things is that let's use it as a tool to assist us and not to replace human connection and not to replace actually finding a vocation that you're passionate about and you're good at and provides equity to the world. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don show. Don't forget if you need us or a new buyer's agent, Mara, you need Mitch from bench.loans. We have a great team here, you guys. And if you ever need a sub for something, uh, I had people call me last night. They need, I need a tile guy. I need a HVAC guy. Uh, I had our good friend Todd Lee call me the other day and he said, Hey, I need a concrete guy. I said, what about my boy, uh, Zach and Josh up in Arlington? Good concrete guys. Yeah. Say hi to them for me. They're up at Bayshore. Uh, and then I have certain, yeah, certain contractors I really like. I'm probably not going to mention this on this show cause you'll take them away from me and I need them. Uh, but if we, if, if we connect and you reach out privately, Don at Ron and I'm happy to help you out. And just like Susan Ord reached out the other day and she said, Hey, I'm thinking about building an ADU over here in Renton. Uh, could you look at the plans? I'm like, heck yeah, I can look at the plan. I love that stuff you guys. I really love. And yesterday I went to uh, a dinner with a dear friend of mine. It's also a client, my friend Scotty Douglas. And then we went and watched, walked a pretty cool construction site after dinner. Uh, I get, I just get jazzed when I see people restoring old homes. And we uh, went and walked, walked a site where we were restoring an old home. And this gentleman needs some help with a tiler. So that's what made me... Uh, uh, remember this. So if you need us, reach out. I'm Don at ronanddon.com. He's Ron at ronanddon.com. Mar is Mar at ronanddon.com. Everything at ronanddonsitdown.com. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time and we'll talk about why airfare is becoming so darn expensive. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. I'm lay on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.